0: There it is. You say one Sunday, you want a theme song every time, and then you get it. (laughs) That's the problem with technology. Sometimes can't shut it off. Well, good morning, church. I want to say hi to a man full room today. Um, We've got a couple people that are homesick and stuff. Um, Hi to you guys online, and I also saw a few different people from Montana, one of my friends from California, so good morning, everyone, everywhere. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. Good morning, Church. I can't, I can't get over the fact, still stuck in my head, that last week Mason was walking around dressed as me, saying, "Good morning, Church. Good morning, Church." It, it just made my day. It made me laugh so good. So thank you for that, because he had me to a T. No doubt about it. It cracks me up. Anyway, um, he understood. He. He knew who I was. He got my style, if you will. I don't know if there's style in my clothing, not really, but every morning, every Sunday I come up here, I say, good morning, church, because that's how I feel towards you guys. I want to say good morning and good to see you all, because that's my style. That's what I do, and it's a lot different than other people, but it's me, right? And uh, when I come up here, I want to conversationally share the Word of God with you, and that's just kind of how I do it. That's my style. And so when it comes to me, that's, that's how I do it. But do you ever really think about the way that you do things? Maybe people like me who do public speaking think about it a little more often than others, but sometimes I have to think, why do I do the things that I do? What has influenced me in my life? Um, where have I come from? Where am I going? And why have I chosen that this is how I'm going to be? This is how I'm going to speak, and this is how I'm going to look, and... This is how my personality is going to be. Well, a lot of times it's from the influences we've had in our lives, right? A lot of times, uh, I know for me when it comes to preaching, I picked up on things that I saw growing up as a kid. Growing up as a kid, I was in a church of 15 or 20, 20 on a good Sunday, right? And my uncle was the preacher. And because he was my uncle, I thought you should personally know all the preachers, right? Right? I had a personal connection with him. And then as a teenager, it was my cousin that took the preaching role. So he was my buddy, my best friend, you know. He was only 8, 10 years older than me, so we got along really great. So when I look back on my life, I can see that part of the reason I'm conversational and friendly and I want a personal relationship with all of you guys is because that's what I saw growing up. And then, you know, I grew more, went through college, and then went to Sunset for preaching school. And I get a whole lot of perspective, right? Different perspective. The preacher at Sunset is not my cousin. We don't go hang out on the weekends because it's a giant church, right? And I have all of these um, preachers that are my teachers showing me all these different influences. And I got a great education, but I saw some different influences. So some of that Came into my life as well, and I don't even—I can't even grasp all of the things that came into my life yet. But when I was thinking about that, I thought about one specific professor I had. His name was Thomas, and you've probably heard me talk about him before—a um, big, buff, black guy. I mean, he—he he had the soul in him, right? And every time he would get up to give a class maybe even give a prayer, but to give like a sermon. Anytime he'd get up to publicly speak, he'd come up and he'd say, the purpose of today's lesson is... And then he'd give you a two or three sentence about the purpose of what you were going to learn today. So the purpose of apologetics was so that we can better tell why Christ came and lived on this earth, right? So he'd do that with every sermon. And so he'd, he'd give it away, in my opinion, He'd give away what he was going to talk about. In public speaking, there's the saying, "Tell him what you're going to tell him, tell him, and then tell him what you told him." Right? He took that literally. He told them what he was going to tell them, and then he told them. Right? And so that wasn't my favorite thing because, again, it, it gives away the mystery. You guys don't even know what I'm going to talk about here in a minute because I haven't told you the purpose yet. But maybe I should do that sometimes because, really, a purpose statement a mission statement, a vision for the sermon, that's a good thing. Then we know where we're going, right? So let me tell you, the point, the purpose of today's lesson is going to be talking about purpose, mission, vision. So I guess you could say the purpose of today's sermon, well, if my clicker works, is mission, purpose of today's sermon is to talk about purpose. Have you ever thought about it before? What is this word, or purpose, or vision, or whatever you want to place there, what does the word mission mean to us as Christians? A lot of times we think about missionaries. That's got the word mission in it, right? We know that they're out sharing the gospel someplace. But what does mission mean for us as Christians? What does mission mean for the Riverton Church? These are things we know, but we never really think about it, right? What is our mission? Well, today I had Larry read, uh, like you said, our focus verse over there in 1 Peter chapter 2. So if you would, I'll have you open up there. Because I want to look at 1 Peter chapter 2. And I'm going to read a little bit more than Larry did. I'm going to read verses 9 through 12. As you open up there, feel free and find it. But let me tell you what's going on for Peter here in 1 Peter chapter 2 before we read that, okay? What's going on in this letter? So Peter's writing, and he's, he's writing to the New Testament church, right? It's, it's established. It's growing, as, as we'll read here in a minute. Right before where I pick up, they're exiles in a foreign land. So they're spread out. The church is expanding as Christ intended it to, right? And so they're in dispersion all over a bunch of reasons. And basically, the reason Peter's writing here is that even though the Christians are spread everywhere, he wants to tell them and remind them what being a Christian looks like. He wants to say to these people, remember who you are, this is what you should do. Remember what you're living. This is how you should live. And that's what Peter's writing when he's uh, sending this letter abroad, right, to all the Christians. He's reminding them and encouraging them who they are and how they ought to live. So there's a challenge in there, too. Let's read here, picking up in verse 9, 1 Peter 2 9 through 12. And you might notice on the PowerPoint, I've got the NIV, which is weird for me, but I really. Really liked how this one read. So this is the NIV verse of the day, okay? 1 Peter 2, 9 through 12. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you might declare the uh, the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people. But now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires, which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day that he visits us. Live your lives in such a way that they may see your good deeds. So in this scripture, Peter reminds them who we are. We just talked about that, right? They are exiles. They are all over the place. But remember, you're Christians. You're no longer captured by the world, but now you're walking with God, is what Peter's trying to say. I love how he said, You were called out of the darkness and put into his wonderful light. It's a great way to say that, right? Now we're walking in the light. No matter where you're living, no matter who you are, you're walking in the light if you're a Christian. You now have a mission. You're no longer walking in the darkness. Your mission, you've chosen it, is to walk in the light, in the light. Your mission is that you're going to live a different life now. Your mission is to live in the light rather than the darkness. To put that another way, to live for God instead of to live for sin. To live for Christ instead of to live for the world. That's your new mission. You're a Christian. Your mission is to serve God. That's what you should be doing, Christians. That's what I think Peter is reminding them with right here. He's reminding them that, yes, you do have a purpose. You're not out there all alone fighting for nothing. You have a mission to serve God. That's a lot of goodness. But what, a, what else about mission? Is this the only time it's ever mentioned in Scripture? The idea of having a mission? Well, think about this for a second. What about the disciples of Jesus? What about us today, as his disciples? You probably know this verse right here, Matthew twenty-eight, verses nineteen. We put this one on our hearts quite often, and it was spoken to the disciples around him, but we know it's spoken to us as well today, right? Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. There's a comfort in that last line, but before that is a mission statement, isn't it? As Christians, we take that mission statement to heart. We know our purpose is to go and make disciples. Make disciples where? Everywhere. Baptizing them and teaching them to observe all that God has given us this right here, right? Our mission is to go share this with everybody everywhere until the end of the age. That's a pretty good mission statement too. Us Christians, we got some good mission statements here. Or even about, what about some that Paul gave? Paul gave some mission statements. Uh, Here's one to the church in Ephesus. He's saying, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love As Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Ephesians 5 1 through 2. Is that not just another mission statement for Christians? Paul is saying, Your purpose, your mission is to be imitators of God and to walk in love. Hi, Grayson. We have a mission statement, right? Paul declared it. Christ declared it to the the apostles, and it's to serve God and bring disciples in and love. I'm just picking a few to put them all together, right? What about Paul himself? If he's telling Christians that we ought to have a mission statement, what was his mission statement? Well, right here, Colossians, again, writing to the church, chapter 1, verses 28 through 29 Paul said, it's him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this, I toil, struggling with all his energy that powerfully works within me. So what's Paul saying here? He's saying, my mission statement, all that I work for, all that I struggle through is proclaiming Jesus. And teaching everyone all wisdom. Bringing it right back to what we were just talking about. He wants people to grow in Christ. Mature is the word he used, right? That is Paul's purpose, that is his mission. So, what's my point with all of these mission statements throughout the Bible? Paul had them, Jesus had them, Jesus gave them. Well, I think the point is that we have purpose. We have mission. Even Jesus had a mission on earth and he was God. I guess I never really realized it till last week. Jesus has a straightforward mission statement and he says it multiple times, but here it is, straightforward as it gets in Luke 19:10. For the son of man, Jesus says, for Jesus, for me, For the Son of Man has came to seek and save the lost. That's a straightforward mission statement, isn't it? We know that's what Jesus came to do. He did it in many different ways. We're talking about in Luke how he's been healing people, how he's been calling people. But what's the mission, the purpose with all of that? To seek out and to save those who are lost. He can't wait to see everyone in heaven. That's why he's here. So mission, purpose, this idea is all throughout Scripture. Jesus even had a mission for himself. And so I think it's good that we see that there's mission for Christ's people on earth as well. I think it's good that the disciples and then Paul and now us, we all have that mission. We should also be working to save souls, to save the lost on earth, right? If that's our mission as Christians... To go make disciples, to seek and save the lost, to love. What is our mission as a church? If we as a church are just a bunch of Christians together, what's this church's, Riverton Church of Christ, what is our mission, our purpose, our vision? Have you ever thought about it before? Well, let me share something with you guys. Um, at the end of my schooling at Sunset, it was COVID time, right? So we, I had Zoom meetings every, all day, every day. But one class I was in was um, my missions class. And so for your last year of Sunset, you get to choose what track you go down, okay? And so uh, you can choose youth and family ministry, um, missions, uh, women's leadership. That wasn't me. <laughs> um, What else? Preaching? Yeah, preaching, whatever. So I chose the missionary track. And here was my thinking behind that is I wanted to spend that last year training myself to be prepared to go to people who haven't heard Jesus. I knew I was going to get preaching training. We had that every day. We practiced every day. I knew I was going to get that. So I wanted to build myself up more to go to the mission field because that's where I wanted to go spoilers, everywhere is the mission field, right? I wanted to be prepared for wherever I went to bring the message of Jesus to anybody. So I took the missionary track. I took the missions track, if you will, because I wanted to be equipped for more than just preaching. I preach a lot, but I want to be equipped for more than just that too. So maybe that's where some of my style comes from. Maybe I'm more mission-focused when I preach, and that's why I'm conversational or whatever it may be. But part of that class, while we were sitting there on Zoom, we had to make mission teams. So in my class, there was an actual mission team that was going to Mexico, so they were a team, obviously. They were gonna be doing that in a few months anyway. And then there was me and my other classmate, and we roped Courtney along into it as well. So we're like, we're a mission team. Courtney, I know you work all day, but you're a part of our class now too. And so he said, we're Team Riverton, because I knew I was going to be coming here, and I had just been hired here, right? We're Team Riverton. So what is our mission field look like? So we looked into Riverton, and these are all things that I pretty much knew coming here already, right? But one of our tasks as a team was we had to come up with a mission statement. We had to come up with a mission and vision statement for our our team. And I think I'm out of order on my slides here, so let me come back here. So we came up with this right here. Team Riverton mission. Our mission is to lead the people of Riverton, Wyoming, to faith in Christ and growth and discipleship, creating community beyond the church walls, leading faith in Christ, growing in discipleship, creating community beyond church walls. That was our mission that we came up with a thousand miles away, right? What about this, the vision? We had to break them up into two things. Our vision was to foster spiritual growth through the encouragement of church members by preaching God's truth. We seek to become fully invested in the Riverton community, serving and reaching outwardly by focusing on families and young adults. So naive Harold and Courtney, who just got roped into it, and my one other classmate, we came up with this as our mission and vision for coming to Riverton. I still think it's pretty good for, for uh, you know, just figuring it out. We thought it was pretty good. And this is actually something that I still look towards as my goal, personally. This is Harold's mission in the church here, and it's something that I think I'm working towards. I was just telling Courtney last week, I kind of feel like over, now that we're here a year and a half, I kind of feel like I know the community a little better. I I know people now beyond these walls. That was the goal, right? To continue growing beyond these walls, and so finally, I feel like I'm starting to work on this. I'm going to keep working on it. Not there yet, but let me go backwards here, because I skipped some slides and I didn't mean to do that. Paul is encouraging us to always be working on a mission. Philippians 3.14, one of my favorites, he says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. See, the thing about a mission is it doesn't stop. A mission, that's why you can hear these interchanged as mission statement, vision statement, A mission doesn't just get put on a shelf and you sit back down in the pew. A mission is an active project, right? Mission is always continuing. If you stop, it ends. Corporations get this, right? Almost every corporation, once you reach a certain amount of success, you got to have a mission statement, right? And nobody really cares nor knows what they are. But here's some... Corporations mission statements, right? Walmart, we save people money so they can live better. Okay. Nike, bring inspiration and innovation to every athlete in the world. Well, that's a big mission. Facebook, everybody's favorite thing right now, all right? To give people the power to share and make the world more open and connected. That's what their mission is. What about Google? Google. Google's mission is to organize the world's information and make it as universally accessible and useful. Make it universally accessible and useful. That's what the corporations have as their vision and mission for the future. But again, guys, what's our mission? I told you what I came up with out of the blue in Sunset. I told you what I kind of live for. And I told you what a Christian mission looks like, to seek and save the lost, to go make disciples and to love on everyone. But what is our mission as a church? We have one. Did you guys know we had this right here? This is our mission statement as the Riverton Church of Christ. At the Riverton Church, we are striving to become the kind of church described in the Bible, a church with relevant teaching, heartfelt worship, honest friendships, constant prayer, and compassionate care for those in need. That is our mission statement. That is our vision and our purpose to be right here in Riverton. And it's based off of what we do as Christians. It's based off of making disciples and loving all and spreading the word of Christ, but it takes it and brings it to us as a church, right? Now, you might not know, this is, Ed developed this. Ed and Aaron came up with this, I think, kind of together, if I'm not mistaken, when they were working on the website and put what this church's mission is to words. And I think it's a really good mission. I think it's fantastic. I don't ever want to change this. Because look at all the things it hits. Teaching, that's what I'm doing right now. We're trying our best, right? Worship, that's what we do before I come up, sure, but that's what we do with our lives. Heartfelt worship. Friendship, I love that about this body. We have honest friendship. Constant prayer, that's what we need and compassionate care for those in need. That's everyone else we need to love, right? Oh, those are some excellent things. This is how we serve God. This is how we are Christians here in Riverton. That's our mission. So what I want to do for these next few weeks, this was just an introduction. You guys didn't know it. What I want to do for these next few weeks is I want to break this down. Because I love it. I want to talk about what a church with relevant teaching is. What is teaching? So you can expect me to talk about that. I want to talk about worship, friendship, prayer, care, all of that. I want to break it up and talk about it in different ways. Because I know and I see in our body that we are passionate about our mission. But we need to be reminded what these things we're working towards are. Because as a church today and the rest of our days as a church, we are going to stay a church on mission because we have a mission to serve God and this is how we do it. That's it for today, guys. Thank you.